So this is future Christina talking and I needed to add this in the very beginning just in case uh, the person I'm supposed to be with is listening to this because unfortunately no matter how much I try to hide my show from specific people the people always seem to find it and have a lot to say about it. Some find it funny, some others find it not so funny, but I needed to clarify because if you are the person I'm supposed to be with, because uh, it's like I'm going to be talking about some random things in this and I don't want them to be misled. Like I said right now, I want to be so platonic with people and my goal right now is to have no flirting at all for the season of life I'm in. But if you're the person that I said that I think you're the person I'm supposed to be with, you could just ignore that. <laughs> but that's that's the reason why I say that right now because I know I need to work on things in my life. But when the time is right, then you can like really disregard the things I say in this because I'm here to be funny. Okay, so that's just my what's it called? My PSA for a very specific demographic, aka like one person. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Christina Unfiltered. So tonight it is 10.30 p.m. and I always think like, oh, this is what I look like right now, but I figure it's better to be like a reverse catfish. So you see me on here like with no makeup and then you see me in real life and you think, oh damn, that's what she looks like. So I think I'd rather have that. So I hate it when people say this, but happy Valentine's Day because it is V-Day, okay? So I'll just say it. But anyway, welcome to another video episode. And today I wanted to do a more similar episode to the ones I began this show with and that I'm kind of known for and one of those is silly stories and just testing that I'm not talking backwards again and I had stopped doing that because too many people like not in a cocky way in a disturbing way too many people started listening to this and I didn't want people to start thinking that they're about them so these stories, uh, I picked ones where I really, really don't think anybody would listen because it's quite random. So we can start. Oh, okay. I usually like to start out saying the topics. So what I'll be talking about today is stories about the ridiculous things I'll say to men to entertain myself and sometimes them. And it'll happen if I'm so first of all I always have gotten worried oh okay no restart restart so the reason why I said some ridiculous things in these stories I'm about to tell you is because like rejection is horrible so I almost say it to sound like a sicko and they're like oh okay not or I feel like it confuses them a little, like too confusing or extreme to even feel rejected. We just like both laugh or just think it's bizarre. Or sometimes it also takes a weird turn. So what I was going to say is, oh my gosh, I'm always pushing up my glasses, but that's because they fall. 
So I noticed that when I was editing. Aren't you proud of me that I was actually editing? Okay, so anyway, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I've always been scared of love interests finding my show just because of the things I'll say in it. So what I mean is when I'm making an episode like this, I think, oh my gosh, I hope that the love of my life, whoever they are, doesn't listen to this and think that I'm going to reject them. So I'll just say an intro is if I do any silly rejecting stories here, if I've, it's been like random, this is like random people. So if I've expressed any interest in you at all, then this won't happen to you. Okay. Because I also, side note, like I have a hard time letting people go, which probably is better for them. And I don't know if it's good for me, but if it doesn't work out, they can just leave me. But that's just a side note. So no need to have a fear of abandonment with me. I cling on like a barnacle to a ship. So yeah, well, if I've told you that I think that you're right for me then that's what I'm like I've been trying to like not give up on people as much like I used to do in my youth but that was stupid of me okay so I think the first one I want to start out with is a reason why I'm gonna need to stop drinking for a long time like when I collect these memories I start to think like oh why am I so tired all the time well maybe because on your night out you go to bed extremely late and then your alcohol affects your REM sleep, if you didn't know. And your REM sleep is what you need to feel rested. So, again, I'm going to be moving my mic around because it sounds better when it's closer to my mouth. But I learned from ASMR videos in the comments. They're like, oh, I wish that the ASMR didn't block their mouth. So that's why I'm kind of moving around like a silly person. All for your viewing and listening pleasure. I'm here to please. Okay, so this first person I had to be ridiculous with because of the circumstance. So it was a night out with two friends, one girl and one boy. So I considered this like a girl's night because the boy was like a friend of hers. So it just felt more like, oh, I already feel bad if any of these people are listening to this so please forgive me you know that the story is funny so yeah so we were going out and so I've been really in like a single mood lately but also even when I'm not you guys might know that when I go out I'm really not interested in talking to the strangers I'm just having fun with my friends so if you guys have heard any of my going out stories, you know exactly what I mean. Sorry, I try not to stare off into the distance like I just was. But anyway, so this time there was a guy that liked my friend. So I was like, oh, go talk to him. And then you guys know what happens when I go out. I, I'll dance to the throwbacks, but I really start to get tired. And I get sick of like drinking the same liquid. So I really... I wish I was one of those people that could black out, but I get like way too bored of drinking to get to that place. So, or I just, uh, my stomach gets irritated. So anyway, where was I? Yeah. So I looked for a place to sit and then I 
you know, I just, I'm me, I get bored. So I was like, oh guys, because this is my favorite part of any night. Can you guess the food? And there was a new place and it was just one of my favorite types of food places because we were at, should I be specific? No, because I think that I got a new stalker a little bit. So I won't say where, but it's just one of the bar places in DC, one of the bar streets. And I usually it's just like jumbo slice, but here there was a diner. So I said, guys, diner, diner. And you know, when you're your friends are like drinking, you kind of have to repeat it over and over. Well, I was persistent. And so I said to my friend, oh, you should bring the new little guy with us. So, oh, I really hope this friend isn't mad at me, but it's really not about any of the friends. So we go to the diner. She brought the new friend. And so halfway through, the friend uh, the girlfriend ends up leaving. So then I'm left with, well, name the guy friend, Matt. I'm left with Matt and what should we call him? Toby. Toby is like the plus one of the friend that left. Okay. So I guess Toby wasn't really that appealing not to be rude to him, but he definitely won't find this because yeah, I just, I know that Toby has better things to do. So anyway, I was already revolted because I guess once my friend left, he thought, oh, who else is there to flirt with? So maybe Matt wasn't really his type. So I saw he started to try to do like footsie with me or something. And I was so revolted because that kind of thing, it feels like incest to me. And the same way that it feels like incest to me is the same way that like homie hopping feels like incest. Just because immediately when somebody likes my friend, they automatically kind of feel like my brother kind of thing. I just stop being interested in them in that way. And you guys might know I have a tough time liking people. Anyway, it's kind of more rare that I get interested in people. They have to have a, we have to have like a nice connection. So Toby was trying to get into my personal space and whatever he was doing, flirting or whatever, I just said, hey there. <laughs> what did I even say? Because it was starting to get late. I just said like, I'm only interested in doing those things with someone who thinks that I'm their future wife. Do you think I'm your future wife? And just keep in mind this person and I and the other friend, we had been like trying our best to make the person feel like we were his true friends. Like I never want anyone to feel abandoned. We were trill still trying to get Toby to have a good time. So we had talked about it all. We talked about his dream job, which was having like a farm around the world. And I thought, wow, how compatible. I've always wanted a, uh, a fruit orchard like peach trees, apple trees, all that. But keep in mind, Toby was kind of an asshole too. So we really were trying our hardest to keep the asshole. Like I, I didn't want to see any crying or any upset or like walking off before he's finished with his food because, you know, you buy that food, you want to eat it, might as well try to be good company for someone who might be upset. So anyway, talking to Toby. So his answer to it was funny. So this is what I mean by me saying like ridiculous things. Okay. 
like if it's a stranger or anything, I'm not gonna be normal. So I was like, so do I look like, or you think I'm your wife? Cause if so, then sure. But if not, then not interested. I said, so I said, so Toby, do I look like your wife? And he goes, he reacted the same way as uh, I think anybody else would react like, whoa, what a question. And so we had talked about cooking before this. He talked about, he was like, cooking is so easy. And I just thought, okay, why are you like bragging about how easy something is? That's kind of weird. And I just said like, oh yeah, I really like cooking. I've been practicing my recipes. You guys might know I like making some, I feel like my best dish is like shrimp scampi or chicken marsala. Those two, I feel better. But I admitted like, oh yeah, I like cooking, but some recipes I'm like a little insecure too to have other people eat because my standards for food are so low. Like I love, I could eat that Kraft mac and cheese that you just microwave, like frozen Costco taquitos, frozen Costco spinach ravioli. Like, you know, my favorite food might be specifically from Paris, the truffle pasta and cream sauce but I still like garbage food. So I can't always tell if what I made is like amazing. So I get nervous. And that's why I told Toby. So then his immediate like reaction to what I said was, well, you did say you're nervous to have people eat your food. And I said, really? So you think I wouldn't be a good wife just because I'm a little insecure about certain dishes? And he goes, no, no, that's not what I meant at all. And the funny thing was, originally I had been talking to Matt about how much, like we were in the Uber, I said, I hate small talk. And he goes, uh-oh, because I'm like really good at it. I really like it. And I said, no, Matt that's why you're great because someone who's like actually interested in the small talk they do, I got no problem. But the people who don't know you that go, hey, how are you? What am I going to say? Oh, I had a shit day. I couldn't sleep last night. It's like they don't care. So that's why I don't like small talk. But it was math superpower. So once I made the conversation way too extreme to confuse him out of rejection, I go, Matt, small talk, small talk. So that's really how any interaction of the night went. I confused people into an extremely strange moment. And then I had Matt be the buffer to make them comfortable. So that's how that interaction went. I just interrogate people in response to whatever like normal moves they're doing. But I'm just like, I'm not interested in a stranger, you know? Well, maybe just like in that sense, it's hard to explain because again, I really don't want to deter future romances, but I wasn't going to be interested in like a complete asshole who's like so cocky about everything. It's like have some humility. So yeah, that's just something I do to kindly reject people. I figure it's better to be a freak and confuse them and distract them than being like a downright just like saying no thanks to footsie you know so I thought I'd shake things up and Matt said later he was quite entertained and I said so was I and who knows how Toby felt but we stayed there the whole meal finished our food so I think the combo of me my bizarre convo and 
in combination with good old Matt. It must have been like a dinner a person could never forget. So that's that story. Okay, so occurrence, silly occurrence number two is transit can be transitioned to by a different friend's reaction who reacted to my first story because I had said to them like, oh, isn't that funny? What would you think if someone said that to you? And they were like, I would have actually gotten the hint and I would have said yikes because that's a lot to ask for a person when you first meet them. And I was like, really? You would have thought that I was serious? So people don't always seem to get my sense of humor, but that's okay because I understand it and it makes it fun for me. And so I, I guess it gets my objective that it distracts people from like a rejection because they think the other piece person is like a little, a little peculiar. But anyway, so that kind of flows into story number two. So story number two kind of explains also a deeper meaning that I've wanted to and that I have tried to tell people for years. And so we can just begin with this. So the reason why I've had to have conversations like this is curse for a while. I've really been set on saying like right now I want to be as single as possible like not even flirting with anyone like i did a daniel fast a week or two ago where it's like you only eat fruits and vegetables in a very specific diet and that's how i want to be right now like no flirting nothing platonic everything until you know until the time's right and when the time is right i and the other person will know so that's just the phase i'm in right now and the reason my conversations might be going in an interesting way okay so convo number two this person had just snapchatted me a bit before uh if you're listening to this i'm sorry uh i'll just say i'm sorry so uh I'd say it was all a positive experience and I meant everything I said so you don't have to feel bad about it. You can feel happy and content about it because it had, I just would like to say the story because it took quite the turn at the end. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Let's blurt it out now. So it's the kind of person that you don't know very well, but they went to one of the schools that I went in the past. So that's how I knew them. I saw a funny teen photo of one of my close friends and them. So I thought, okay, they're probably normal. So that was a nice reassurance. But anyway, they had said to me, oh, you know, it's just like the typical kind of interested in someone so they're sending like certain types of snapchats and like before this conversation maybe like a month before they asked if i want to hang out and i kind of said like oh not <laughs> well because it was like a casual hangout and you guys might know i'm not a casual girl like i need a proper date at first so that i know that it's like a proper person. So they had just invited me to like, oh, want to watch something and have some wine? Like, no. And I'm trying to be nicer, but I might have just said something more similar to a no there because whenever someone is a bit like more slick, 
and doing like a not that good of an offer to me, then I guess I'm more direct. But that's literally so rude to say because like now that I've had more experiences, like when I trust the person I know they care about me, of course I'll watch Hulu or HBO with you, you know? It's not an actual unappealing offer. It's just one of those things where one person was like, you have such stupid rules. And it's like, they're there to vet people. It's not because I think it's a bad idea, but it's just to make sure that like, it's the right person for me. And I think that the right person for me wouldn't mind like meeting somewhere nice, even if we just spend a dollar or have a nice little picnic. So anyway, I said no to that. And then later on, like a month later, maybe they just, oh, they just like hit me up again. And I do some interrogation with people. So I guess I got right to the point and I was like, what's the, what is that noise? Sorry. There's a noise outside. That's really scary, actually. But I just said, like, what is the reason that you're Snapchatting me right now? And I think they just said, like, a compliment that, again, was, like, a little more slick. Like, if you're a guy or, like, a bisexual or lesbian girl listening to this, I think that the gays would know better, like, the female gays, because you know what a girl is likes. But I'm just going to say... I don't recommend the compliments like hot or sexy. Why not pretty, beautiful, and cute is kind of a cop-out, but at least it's better than sexy. So they said like one of the lesser compliments. So I really wasn't turned on emotionally or anything like that by the compliment. And I just said like, oh, I'm kind of uh, hung up on something else. So I'm really... uh Oh, wait. Okay, let's hope I edit this out. So what I said in response to them, I thought it was notable first. Well, first was notable because of the reaction, but second, it was noticeable. Notable because they said like, this is the most formal thing a person could have said to me. Because I, when I like talk to people and it could possibly hurt them. Like even when I do a regular breakup, I tell, I try to tell the person like everything I'm thinking, like no blanket response. I just want to give the person like complete closure because that's what I would want. And so I just said, oh, wait, I just remember what I said. I said, I'm not interested in anything casual. I'm only interested in dating prospective love of my life. So there I go again, being extreme and hyperbolic and thinking that someone would just say, okay, that's a little bit extreme and just be so distracted that they wouldn't be hurt. Well, I noticed that just like within this decade, now that we're getting older, I'm 23 now, people really aren't disturbed by that kind of conversation. They almost seem to like it because I'll, I'm going to tell you guys more examples of this and they all have entertained me as well. So the person just said, oh, once we get back to the same state, I'd like to take you out. And I thought, wow, that's so nice. Like they don't just 
Like they just because someone leads in showing like, oh, Netflix and chill. I always try to tell my friends, like if you want to go on a date, just tell them because I haven't encountered one friend or foe or random person that actually wasn't interested in love in a relationship. Like if anybody says like, oh, want to fuck? I'm like, you, I think you just want love, right? And they're like, yeah, I'd like a girlfriend. So that's just what I mean. And that's why I really wanted to be really formal with this because they had shown that vulnerability to me that I really appreciated. So I just said, uh, I forget what I said exactly to reject them. But I just said I wasn't in a place to do that. And I just told them like, it's amazing that you actually were willing to do a nice date and please don't change and please lead with the honesty. And I just told him what I told you guys, just like that is what people actually want. So please show the truth like that. And I just said, and the next person is like extremely lucky to go on one with you so please just stay like this and the person like i said said that was the most formal thing i've heard in my life and so uh moving on i guess i just i hate to just drop drop the eight ball shoot the eight ball into the socket i don't even know what i'm saying but i guess i hate to just drop the mic and have them like think wow that just happened so i guess i just kept talking to them like normal because uh i had nothing else to do anyway so uh i guess i was just trying to be nice to them and they ended up saying i love you so i uh you guys might know i'm a christian so i technically love everyone one of the commandments is love your neighbor so i do not fear that word at all anybody can tell me they love me but i just thought it was like a little bit funny and a little bit silly so that's how that one ended they loved me and like one of my guy friends told me to never say this to a guy because i i guess it's hurtful he just says like if someone tells you they love you never say no you don't because it's so mean and really hurts but i just think that love like true romantic love is always mutual mutual i think that's what true love is so i think that that's why the girl might have said that or she just thinks that he was just like infatuated with her and so yeah on to story number three which hmm it's one of the funniest ones of them all but the person did say that they are extremely interested in listening to these so we'll see if i have the guts to say it all right story number three person please don't be mad at me i only include people in here if i find them funny entertaining or life-changing so you are in the category of funny and maybe some others but we'll just say that for now funny says funny things but i thought of a way to make this more exposing the things i said than what you said so that's why i think that i'm gonna make this work to be able to be a little silly in story number three so again we'll just go into the wife topic me thinking that it wouldn't work out 
like not thinking I'd get an honest answer. So then I was asked how many, like if I wanted kids, how many kids I want to have. And obviously I want to, <laughs> but we're just going to skip all that. But I just ended up saying like the problem is all you do is lie. And I think all you would do is cheat on me. And the person kind of laughed and see if someone isn't a liar or a cheater, they would just say like, no, I wouldn't. I'd be loyal to you. I didn't hear that. I did hear you must think I'm a terrible person based on the things you think about me. And I said, no, I don't. And I said, I also have a friend that is a pedophile. So clearly I really don't judge people. And that always causes laughter because it really just shows. I really don't see any, like one of my friends said this to me, which I put in my pocket and copy it because it's so cute. Like to me, my friends can do no wrongs. So even if you're a little fucked in many ways, even if you're a cheater to people, even if you have like really disturbing attractions, like if I'm, so to go into like something deep, if you're a believer, you have a paranormal gift. If you believe in God, the Holy Spirit gives you a gift. And I believe that my gift is mercy. And what I mean by that is I, so mercy and grace, mercy is to forgive people that don't deserve it. And for me, I'm going to make another episode about how to get along with people that nobody likes, things like that. So what I mean by this in my friendship with people that seem questionable First, it's because I didn't realize they were questionable, okay? And then they just were my friend, and then I found out. And like I said, I have a hard time letting go of people. And so I just say my friends can do no wrong. And what should I say? Oh, yeah, like if I'm going to be somebody's only friend, then I would love to be their only friend. Because I think back to when I was like, there was a time where I wasn't the best person. I love the person I am now because I try so hard to be a supportive friend and like a healthy partner and to be close with my family. But there was a time where I wasn't like that. And it's the random forgiveness I got that shocked me to my core thinking, why would these people forgive me that made me change? So when I think to the people where I've been their only friend a lot of the time because either they were like a jerk or misunderstood. I just thought like, and I would try to say that to others who were trying to judge them. I'd say it only takes one person to be this person's friend for them to lose all these negative traits. And I've seen it before my eyes. And so actually this person that story three was about hopefully you've listened to this part because in that convo i also thanked the person because this is one of the people that have forgiven me and i just said like thanks for changing my life for forgiving me when i actually was a shit person and people when i say that always deny it because i've always been like nice but i kind of made like reckless decisions sometimes that I could look back on and think, oh, that, I think that would have hurt my feelings. So they were like, oh, you weren't mean. And I just said, well, the person I am now, like after your forgiveness is like a different person. So thanks for forgiving me and changing me for the better. 
and I hope to do that for others. So I hope you enjoyed my stories. I hope you found them interesting or else I'd be extremely embarrassed. Just kidding. I just, I'll be honest with you guys. I thought of something really random that I think might explain my sense of humor a little bit and see if this has happened to anyone else. So not to think, make you guys think I'm extremely uh, psycho and scared of me and not think I'm normal anymore because I think it's when you hit rock bottom that you become normal you know like if you're only a little fucked you don't really need to change but if you like went down there then you go back up and you need to take like an intervention so I think like a year or two ago I made the episode called like how I used to be a narcissist and I actually got out of it believe it or not. So listen to that. I just, uh, I just like wanted to change how I was acting wasn't aligning with my values. So I always cared about like my friends and family and just the general population. It was the people that I told to stay away from me that wouldn't leave me alone. That then if, if they were like stuck in any, like I'll just, to summarize, it's like the people I would reject over and over. And I just say, like, if you keep coming at me, like, it's not going to end well, like, it's going to hurt you. And I think it's because I come off like, like, as a sweet person, they don't expect like a nice person to hurt them. But if I don't like you, then that's always going to hurt. So then that's where that trait was because of the lack of empathy there. But I did change because I said, uh, well, I read online and I have like a therapist that has created like astounding miracles. But sometimes if you don't have empathy, you can start with sympathy and then it goes to empathy. And so there you go. You can cure that if you really want to. And so I had to just say that as a preview because when you are like, I read this in the psychopath test because narcissist and sociopath, like those are two personality disorders. And they said like specifically with sociopaths, they have to like copy others emotions because they might not really have them. And so I noticed I didn't have some emotions, but it's more in terms of like my therapist would say to me like, oh, maybe the person just like needs more than you. You're not like the typical person, which a typical person might get like more stressed or anxious about certain things. So for example, like in the past, a guy might not know I like him because of how like chill and relaxed I was. So then I started to copy people's issues, but with my words, but it really would be like in a joking way. But now people don't know that I'm an ex-narcissist who at once point had to try to copy emotions to show my true emotion. It's like I loved them, but they weren't able to see that I wouldn't leave them. So now like I'll text like a housemate or something like, now that you left, I'm so lonely and sad, you know? But I thought that those things would be extreme enough to know as a joke, but like the wife joke, I get pe I guess people do not understand my sense of humor. I blame my white stepdad who watched Seinfeld clearly too much. So hopefully you're not scared of me and you know 
that I'm not like that anymore because I think a lot of people have like vain narcissistic traits but because I saw it in myself like I got rid of them all and I no longer think that I or my friends are better than everyone else I see everyone as equal just different and so let's see what was that making me think of oh yeah just because I was talking about again homie hopping with one of my friends and all that and they say like after a breakup it was a guy seeing this to me they're like why not fuck the best friend and I said I like I can't think of a more horrific behavior I would never want to hurt someone that I care about and they're like oh in the past how do you still care about them and I say I wouldn't even want to hurt anyone like in the world and they had said oh you're a better person than me you're a better person than most I said no not better just different I just said you're you're better you're more mature in other ways so that's just a little thing I wanted to say one way to stop being stop having narcissistic traits or just be happier just see people as different but not better so i hope i didn't scare you but i thought i'd be christina unfiltered and so i hope you enjoyed because i loved talking to you okay talk to you soon af